and welcome everyone to a brand new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Goshen News Austin, Goshen News Sports Editor, Austin Hub here. Uh, we're back. Happy New Year. First episode of 2023. Yours truly this week. We will have an interview coming later in the show with Northridge Girls Basketball Head Coach Doug Springer. So check out that later in the episode. Uh, this episode, just going to be me today, co- no co-host, just just hosting it. Um, we will get through all of the winter sports recaps, what's, what happened over the break, um, and then we will go to our interview with Doug Springer and the show with little Notre Dame, little Goshen College, um, newsworthy stuff on both ends there. Um, but we'll start with high school wrestling, actually. Um, the Al Smith Classic over the holiday weekend. Holiday break, sorry, not a weekend, it's a break um, at Mishawaka High School. We had two area wrestlers finish fourth place individually in the event. Jimtown uh, senior Mikey Calamani at the 132-pound weight class. And then Wallacee junior Caleb Salazar also fourth, 106 pounds. A uh, quick shout-out to Juliana Ocampo from Fort Wayne Snyder High School. She won the 106-pound weight class at Al Smith, the first-ever female to win a championship at the Al Smith Classic. So congratulations to her. On the history, uh, historic performance, she beat Salazar in the semifinal. Salazar then rebounded. Um, won his consolation semifinal match, then lost the third place match. So he now has a record of 19 and four on the season. Went four and two over the week. Uh, Kalamani, he lost in the second round, but he wrestled his way back to fourth place. Ended up with a five and two record over the two days. So those were his first two losses. He finished. Uh, five and two over the two days, and he's now twenty and two on the season. So congratulations to both of them for finishing fourth. We had two fifth place finishers as well. Uh, Wallace's Donovan Blair at 195 pounds. He reached the semifinal match as well. Lost to Christian Chavez from Mishawaka, who's uh, pretty good. And just gonna say that. Um, Blair then lost the consolation semifinal before coming back and winning the fifth place match over Merrillville's James Veal. Um, and then Caden Lone from Northwood also was fifth place, 182 pounds. Uh, he got to the quarterfinals, lost, and then came back on the second day and went 2-1, uh, and one, winning fifth place over Warsaw's Jackson Walters at 182 pounds. And then also placing in the top eight from our coverage area, Elkhart senior Braden Jellison. He was seventh place at 285 pounds. He went one and one on Friday, uh, losing his first match before winning the seventh place match over Paris Green from Warren Central. So as you can tell, a lot of schools, a lot of teams from around the state come to this big invite, 32 teams. Wallace C finished 16th out of the 32. Crown Point won it uh, from the region. Um, a lot of other Indianapolis schools were there. 
Uh, Bloomington South came all the way up and competed. A lot of Fort Wayne schools. And then, of course, some of the Michiana schools were there as well. So always a big event. Um, It's kind of like a mini state tournament in a lot of ways, given the talent that's there. So it ended up being a big week for those who had uh, good performances. Um, Couple, We're back to a normal schedule of sorts uh, with normal duels during the week and then some invites over the weekend. Um, NLC action this week. You got Northridge hosting Mishawaka Wednesday, notable ones at least, and then Wallace at Northwood Thursday. The girls regional is Friday at Penn, starts at 5 p.m. And then Saturday, you've got a couple different events going on. Uh, the John Deckett Invitational over at Goshen High School, named after the late head coach who used to lead the program before Jim Picker took over. Um, the West Noble Super Duels are also going on. Got about three or four of our coverage area teams there. And then the uh, IHSWCA, the Indiana uh, Wrestling Coaches Association, they have their team state tournaments broken down by f- four classes. Wawasee is the number eight seed in 2A, so they are at that. They will be competing at that Saturday at Jay County High School. So, busy weekend for the wrestlers coming up. A lot of marquee events. Um, another busy sport this week is swimming. They didn't really do a ton over the winter break. Uh, just a couple of events on that Tuesday. Uh, Northwood was at an invite in uh, West Lafayette or near Lafayette, Harrison. And Jimtown had a meet against Penn. But other than that, a lot of training, a lot of getting ready for the big stretch coming up. You have Northridge has a very notable busy week coming up, both boys and girls. They host Wallasee Tuesday night. That's later tonight if you're listening today. Then they have the uh, what has almost become the NLC championship meet the last however many years. Go to Concord on Thursday. Big girls and boys uh, stakes in that one. And then Saturday, Northridge hosts the three-team duel with them, Carroll, and Homestead of Fort Wayne. So, busy week for the Raiders. Three big meets. Uh, that two, The first two will decide um, placing in the NLC. And then, obviously, a big non-conference one there on the weekend at home. So... Um, the girls, this is the last week of the regular season for the girls swimming season. Next week, you have the NLC championships. Um, so those are quickly approaching and then, uh, yeah, they get a couple weeks of, I guess there are some more regular season invites spattered, uh, scattered in there, but then, uh, sectionals are that first Saturday in February state second Saturday in February and then same thing with the boys uh third Saturday sectional fourth Saturday February state so boys conference meets are at the end of January so um quickly approaching near the end of the girls swimming season which is kind of crazy to believe but it's uh it's almost here so uh yeah okay boys basketball had a big week of holiday action uh, we'll lead with Northwood. Boys went one and one at the Hall of Fame Classic, one of the 
most prestigious tournaments you can play in in the season, maybe the most prestigious. They came into the shootout, hall of the tournament, I guess, not shootout, it's a tournament, um, with a uh, the number three ranking in 3A. They played number two in 3A, North Davies, in the first game of the day, led wire to wire, won the game 58 to 53 over North Davies. Um, the, only, the game was only tied once at 18 all, and North Davies missed a free throw that, that would have put him ahead by one at that moment, and then North went down, made a basket. Um, Ian Rosh, big game for the Panthers in the first game, 25 points. Um, he was uh, Mr. Consistent throughout that game. Cade Brenner added 20 as well in the win. Um, and then in the night game, Northwood played the number one overall team in the state, Ben Davis from Indianapolis. They led 33-31 at halftime and were playing very well, shot 63 62% from the field, looked great, and then Ben Davis just took over, outscored Northwood 29-9 in the second half, won the game 60-42. So the Panthers, for a third straight season, went down to Newcastle and won the morning game, but then lost their night game. Um, unlike the last two seasons, though, this did not end their season, so we still have plenty more games for Northwood, and they don't have to go down there for the regional anymore, so that's really nice. Um, Rosh and Brenner both made the all-tournament team. It was about as good of a showing as you could expect for Northwood. You know, you're coming into that morning game. You're hoping they can win, see how they stack against one of the other better 3A teams. You know, it wasn't a dominating performance, but they did lead the whole way and uh, controlled the game and were able to make the plays down the stretch to keep off any uh, potential North Davies comeback. Um, and then, you know, Ben Davis, there's a reason why they're the number one team in not only in 4A, but in the state. They just physically are much different team. Northwood was able to play their pace of game in the first half, and then the Giants in the second half just decided to put a full-court pressure on. Northwood had no answers. They used their size and athleticism to overwhelm Northwood, and uh, that's what happens when those big teams from Indianapolis, you know, you know, they can put the clamps down like that on a team like Northwood, who had, a, again, good showing, and they're still definitely a 3A state contender, um, it's just, you know, luckily they don't have to play a team like Ben Davis probably again the rest of the season. So, um, they're ranked number two now in 3A. Mishawaka Marion maintained its number one ranking this for this past week. They had a 3-1 and one week with their only loss coming to uh, 4A Homestead, uh, number five Homestead as well. So, good week for Marion, good week for Northwood, um, not as much of a good week for the Northridge boys team, unfortunately. Had an 0-3 showing at Noblesville. Uh, lost to Noblesville, Castle, and Chesterton. Uh, the Castle game was one they probably could have won. Only lost by six, but Chesterton and Noblesville are both very good. Um, quality losses, if those are such a thing. Um, so they were 7-1 and one going into the week, and now they are 7-4. and four. So, um, tough, tough showing for the Raiders. 
And it doesn't get much easier as they play Warsaw on Friday night to resume NLC play. Northridge 1-0 in the conference. They beat Goshen before the Christmas break. Um, West Noble suffered their first loss of the season, albeit against a really good Fort Wayne Blackhawk Christian team. Chargers lost 71-58. Blackhawk was ranked number one in 2A. Last week, they just slipped to number two. They lost earlier in the week to North Davies. Um, and they they received seven first-place votes in 2A. Linton Stockton received eight just past Blackhawk for the number one spot. West Oval, good showing um, for the most part. I mean, you obviously want to keep it closer than maybe 13, but Austin Kripe, 34 points in the game. Another incredible performance from him. Um, he is probably our the best player in the area. He's got a really strong chance to repeat as our player of the year. We'll see. You never know. This is always fun. You never know who's going to maybe come out of nowhere or emerge even more in these next couple of weeks. But um, 34 points, 1,337 for his career, most out of any player that played his entire career at West Oval High School. Steve Anspaugh. 1969 West Oval graduate. He scored about half his points at Wawaka High School before it consolidated into West Noble. So the if you're going to like technically Kripe is the most in, as a West Noble Charger um, players who have played for West Noble. Steve Anspaugh obviously very much ahead. Still 600 points ahead of Kripe but does not take away from what Kripe has done. Um, he'll have a really good chance here to, you know, to get, you know, maybe 1,600, 50, definitely 1,500 is in reach. Um, 1,550, 1,600 points, depending on what West Noble does the rest of the way. You never know. So those are some of the notables um, from the boys' basketball. All the re- results are, are on our website and our extensive prep roundup from the week. You can find that on GoshenNews.com under the local sports banner. Um, big games this week, Northwood boys, they're back in action tonight, Tuesday against Columbia City. Columbia City comes in seven and four. Northwood is eight and two now, by the way. Um, and then Friday, we got some big conference games, uh, over in the Hoosier Plains Conference, Bethany Christian with a road trip to Argus. That'll be a big game. Um, Concord at Goshen, Wawasee at Northwood, Northridge at Warsaw are the NLC games along with um, Mishawaka and Plymouth. So, uh, obviously, Northridge at Warsaw, probably the headline game. Uh, but Concord and Goshen could be competitive. Wawasee's playing a little better. Northwood should still win that game, but Wawasee has, has been playing better as of late. So, they could give Northwood uh, a competitive contest down in Napanee. Um, should be some fun games. And then, uh, finally, girls basketball. We had um, a couple notable performances over the break. Goshen went two and ho, two and o, o in their home tournament. They beat East Noble in overtime, and then they beat DeKalb fifty-three to forty in the second game. They are now nine and six on the season. Kyra Hill and Tyra Markham. They are both over six feet tall, and they both played like it in the two games. Um, Kyra Hill in the win over DeKalb, finished with 18 points, 
and 12 rebounds. Yes, 12 rebounds. And then Tyra Markham had 14 points, 16 rebounds. So that was so the first game, sorry, I'm looking up the notes. I wrote the notes down wrong. I apologize. This is going to sound bad, but oh well. Um, in the first game against East Noble, Kyra Hill had 21 points and 14 rebounds. Tyra Markham, 14 points, 16 rebounds. There we go. And then against DeKalb, Kyra Hill had 26 points, 12 rebounds. And Markham had 10 points and 10 rebounds. So, 12 points and 10 rebounds. Sorry. Okay. But point is, both of them had double-doubles. Both were very good. And they will be the catalysts for any success that Goshen has from here on out. They get a tough one to start coming out of Christmas break tonight against Mishawaka Marion. And then they welcome uh, Concord. Or they go to Concord, sorry, on Saturday night. Um, Bethany Christian lost their second game of the season to a really good 3A team in Highland, but then they bounced back to beat a uh, not-so-great Laporte team in the uh, Laporte tournament, so that was good. And then uh, the, the big one for us every Christmas break in girls' basketball, the Northridge Holiday Tournament, the, the Raiders won for the second time in uh, three – or second time in a row. They've won two years in a row. Uh, they beat Northwood in the final. Shout-out Northwood – for getting to the championship game, they're down a couple players to some injuries, and it was unsure how Northwood was going to play. They came out and they beat, um, in their pool play, they beat Rushville 47 to 45 when they needed a last second stop on defense. Then they beat Maryville 47 37, and then beat Dwenger 49 47 in overtime. Lost to Northridge then beat Northwood by 41 in the championship game, 82-41, doubled them up. Um, tough, tough, tough ending to the tournament for Northwood. But if you had told Coach Taylor Burkhart that they were going to go three and one on the two days, I think he would take that in a heartbeat. They're now ten and six. Northridge by winning four games is now sixteen and two. They have moved up to number eight. In the rankings of the one-class coaches poll, and uh, now I guess is when we throw it to Doug Springer, right? Um, we set it up perfectly here to get to Doug Springer. Um, we I talked to Doug about his uh, the holiday tournament performance, his team overall, and they have a big week coming up this week. They visit number six Fort Wayne Northrop Wednesday night, and then they host Warsaw Saturday night. Number 15 in the poll, or number 16. And for all intents and purposes, that will be the Northern Lakes Conference Championship game, barring major upsets along the way in the next couple weeks. Uh, Northridge and Warsaw have separated themselves as the top two teams in the NLC so far. And they will play Saturday night at the Madhouse in Middlebury. So here is our interview with Doug Springer talking about all of that and uh, just how he has to get ready for a week like this. So here is Doug Springer. And I am now joined by Northridge Girls Basketball Head Coach Doug Springer, the 
Raiders, uh, 16-2 record on the season as it stands. Number eight ranking in the latest uh, Indiana Basketball Coaches Association poll. Coach Bringer, Doug, how are we doing tonight? Good. Thanks, Austin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on the podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, first off, uh, you guys had an awesome week at your home holiday tournament, the Interra Classic. Um, I'm old enough to remember when it was called the Bankers Classic, you know? So, uh, that's, yeah, this, that's... this was our 12th year of, of hosting our, our holiday tournament. It started out as the Bankers Classic, and then uh, the last two years has been the Interra uh, Credit Union Classic. So we, we appreciate their support, and, as well as BSN Sports, and then the Award Factory there in Goshen uh, provided all of the all-tournament team plaques, as well as the MVP plaque uh, for the championship game MVP. Mm-hmm. Yep, we got hey, we got to pay those bills, you know. So I understand. Uh, you guys went four zero, won the championship again, second straight season. You've done that. Beat Northwood by forty one in the championship game. A very impressive performance. How would you maybe assess how your team played across the uh, four games in two days uh, last week? I thought uh, I was very pleased with with how we played. Obviously, uh, when you play four games in about thirty six hours, uh, it, it's it's rough, and um, really our depth. Uh, showed through I, I felt for the first time since we've been doing this um, you know we've been hosting it for 12 years um, we, we have a lot of depth this year and we were able to play 15 girls in in three of the games um, and um, all 14 out of the 15 scored um, and we're really starting to see dividends of, of um, our youth program and how we're organizing uh, that with my youth coordinator, Derek Conley, uh, play in, into our seasons now and in, in the, in the fact of having so many girls that are, are capable of playing for us. Yeah, especially, you know, you guys, if anyone's watched you this season, their necks might be sore with the pace you guys play at, going up and down the court, um, looking left and right all the time, especially with that breakneck pace. I mean, how important was that depth? Because you guys like to run, and, and you don't often stop running in a game uh, for 36 minutes. No. You know, for, for us, we're not very big, um, and so we had to figure out a way to play different and, and um, you know, race and space um, in terms of getting us up and down the court. We're, we're, we want the basketball game to be a track meet, um, and with that, it allows us to play a lot more kids. Um, and, you know, with, with where we are right now in terms of um, having 16 girls at the, the varsity JV level that, honestly, we feel – any of the 16 could play um, in a varsity game. It allows us to, to get those kids in. And, and um, you know, and I, I, I felt like our, our kids really bought into that, especially uh, this season. We started it last year, the race in space, and, and they really have bought into the, the frenetic pace that it is. But uh, they know that we have to be in, in good shape, and that's where the weight room has, has played a major role in, in, in allowing us to do some of that as well. Yeah, also, I just realized I said 36 minutes. I meant 32, um, unless you play overtime. Um, and that's 35 minutes, I believe. Three-minute overtimes, right? Or no, four-minute four minutes, no, four minutes. Four minute. Okay, I was right. I was right. I was right. Okay. Uh, math is not my strong suit. It's okay. Um, <laughs> there you go. Um, you guys always have had one of, the, one of the tougher schedules in the area. You guys load up the non-conference as much as you can. Um, and this week, you get another marquee week. I mean, you guys are ranked number eight, as I mentioned, but you get number six, Fort Wayne Northrop, on the road Wednesday. And then 
for all intents and purposes, the NLC championship pretty much comes down to Saturday, number 16, Warsaw, coming into your gym. As a coach, how do you try to keep your team focused this week, especially with just two marquee games and there's going to be way more hype kind of going into this? What's the message to kind of keep the team focused? Um, you know, we had we, obviously we didn't practice Saturday. Um, we practiced tonight for the first uh, first time, obviously this week, and um, we really didn't talk about necessarily the week. We 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 treated it like any other two days before a game. We um, started to implement the game plan of what we want to do against Northrop. Uh, we talked about you know the things that they like to do, um, and for us to have some success Wednesday night, we talked about what we had to do what we have to do to, to try to keep them out of out of transition i mean we like to get up and down the court and northrop gets up and down the court faster than we do um and so uh we we try to we're going to try to do some things to slow them down and so we started to, to put that in um and we'll be able to the, the good thing is with this week and that's why we had scheduled northrop last year northrop and warsaw are very similar um in terms of makeup they they like to get up and down the court they like to press they like to shoot the three ball, um, and so uh, we feel that that this Wednesday night game will give us a great look at what we'll see on Saturday night, and that allow us to get two practice nights then to come in and, and um, fix what didn't go well for us on Wednesday and, and try to fine tune what did. Um, so we, we again we we really haven't talked about how big this week is. Our kids they know. They know, that, you know, how good Northrop is. I mean, with all, all of our kids playing AAU in Fort Wayne, they play with the Northrop girls. Um, they play with the Warsaw girls. I mean, they all know each other. And, and you know, also with, with you know, this is going to come out kind of bad, but with Northrop having kind of an assembled team of girls from all different area high schools that um, are now all at, at Northrop, we've seen them individually at different schools the last two years um now we get to see them all together um and you know with, like i said with our girls they played against them with them um so the scouting report was pretty easy in terms of individual scouting report now what we have to do is just implement our game plan and and how we want to try to attack wednesday um and then that you know that will go into attacking saturday as well but yeah. it is. It's a big week. Um, you know, it's a, a a big week in terms of allowing us to simulate sectional week. Um, right. You, sectional week, you play either Tuesday or Wednesday night, and then if you're fortunate enough to get to Saturday for for a championship, that's what we're looking at this week, and that's how we're treating this week is identical to a sectional week. You've got to play Wednesday night. Um, and and we're going to see how we approach these first two days to know what we need to do um, here in four weeks when sectional week comes, and then um, you know hopefully we are we we're lucky enough to be playing on Saturday night in four weeks. Right. Um, you kind of answered my question because I was going to say, do you start prepping for Warsaw at all early in this week? But you, it sounds like they're a similar enough team to Northrop. Were yes, you? I mean they're very very similar uh, makeup in terms of uh, it, it's a. It's an easy prep. Now, defensively, they both do things differently. It's similar, but they do it differently. So uh, right now we're, we're focused on Northrop in terms of how they like to press and where they like to pressure at. Um, and then once we hit Thursday night, we'll adjust and we'll, we'll look at the uh, small changes that we'll need to make for how Warsaw likes to press, 
where they like to pressure out on the court, um, and, and that will affect our, our offense a little bit differently. But, um, you know, having played Fort Wayne Carroll and playing Penn uh-huh. um, and some of those guys, uh, that, that pressure we've already seen. Um, what, we, what we just can't simulate with Fort Wayne Northrop is their length. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I mean, we're not very big, and our tallest girl is still shorter than their smallest starter. Um, they, their starters go 5'11", 5'11", 6'1", 6'1", and 6'2". So, it's a tall team. Uh, it's tall for girls' basketball. That is very tall for girls' basketball, and they use their length very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but, but like I said, both North, Northrop and Warsaw, they both – like to get up and down the court they both like to shoot the three ball they're both going to shoot over uh 22 threes a game um and so um and that that puts pressure off but then they both have really good bigs uh, the 6-2 girl the mclemore girl for um northrop is going to, to finley and they have the two jackson twins that are 6-1 going to valpo um and then you look at warsaw and, and they've got the winchester girl who right now is being recruited um you know mid-major division one um those, those players are going to present problems for us just because of our size or yeah. lack thereof. So we'll have to do some things differently. So we're going to see how we handle that Wednesday and then see what adjustments we need to make for Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, Saturday, as I mentioned, you know, Warsaw coming to town, um, probably for the Northern Lakes Conference Championship, uh, barring, you know, crazy upsets. You never know. It's basketball. Things happen. Yeah, we, we still have four you still got four, yeah. You got. It's always fun. Your NLC schedule is more backloaded than some of the other ones, where it's like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, they still they still got like all these other teams to play. Um, what do you maybe expect the atmosphere to be like on Saturday? Now, you guys have played plenty of big home games with all these Fort Wayne schools coming in, but there's going to probably be a different juice in the building with with an NLC title kind of looming over the proceedings, for lack of a better term. Yeah, you know, you talk about the madhouse that our home gym and. And, um, you know, it, it's been rocking this year for both boys and girls. It's fun to see the atmosphere back in that gym after COVID. It kind of shut it down there for a while. Uh, the Homestead game was a big game for us early in the year, and our gym was loud. It was, um, it, you know, it, it was fun. Uh, I anticipate, um, you know, hopefully standing room only. Uh, that would be fun. We, we've had that one time in my, in my career here when we played Elkhart Memorial when we were both ranked in the top ten several years ago um and and the gym it was electric um and so that's that's what i i expect saturday night is, is warsaw will bring a huge crowd and um and we're hoping that that middlebury will will uh, be out there to support us like they have been all, all season and it, it should be a fun atmosphere it should be i mean in all intents and purposes it'll be a sectional style atmosphere um you know and and it always is between us and warsaw whether we're playing down the tiger den or here um, but, you know, this year, obviously, with us both coming in undefeated, whoever wins that game just gives themselves um, that leg up of, of knowing that they're the last undefeated team in the conference, and, and they give themselves the, the opportunity to control their destiny in the NLC. Yeah, it should be a great atmosphere. I, 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 uh, for that, unless something crazy pops up, I should be there on Saturday night as well. So it should be uh, – you'll get to talk to me during the week and then at the end of the week. You just – you can't get rid of me at this point. So, oh, that's uh, great. We got – we got – hey, we got rid of Evan, you know, and uh, it's fine, you know. You can't, you can't kill me yet, so that's good. Um, <laughs> hey, well, Doug, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you again so much. Um, good luck this week. It should be fun to see where you – 
get some, you have two chances to get two marquee wins here against some of the best teams in the state and uh, maybe stake your claim as one of the, you know, you already have as a top 10 team, of course, but even more stake the claim that, hey, we're for real. So that's that's yeah, always that's, fun. That's really what, what this, this week comes down to is, is just, you know, especially Wednesday night, just really letting ourselves know where we're at, you know, against the, the, the top level teams in, um, in Indiana and, um, you know, we're predicted to lose by 20, um, and, and that's with just kind of, you know, with a, a sixth to eighth place uh, ranking there, and, and that's how good Northrop is. And and so our goal is to go in there and and uh, try to prove some of those ratings wrong. Should be a fun challenge. Appreciate it as always, Doug, for joining us. Uh, thank you again for the podcast, and good luck the rest of this week. All right, happy New Year, Austin. Thank you. And many thanks to Doug Springer for joining us this week. He obviously busy week coming up, so it should be fun to see how the Raiders handle some of these big moments, this big game with Northrop, and then uh, Warsaw. It's like he said, it's kind of like a sectional week type feel to it. So it should be should be a lot of fun. Um, let's quickly recap some of the other things that happened around this area. Um, Notre Dame football played. Uh, another crazy bowl game two years in a row they have played um just a game that made no sense um in a lot of ways but Notre Dame 45 South Carolina 38 in the Gator Bowl Tyler Buckner 274 yards passing three passing touchdowns two pick sixes thrown to South Carolina he also ran for two touchdowns 61 yards on the ground um South Carolina scored you know, touchdowns with two pick sixes and a fake field goal touchdown pass. Notre Dame dominated the run game, 264 yards rushing, 220 of those in the second half, I believe. And then, you know, it seemed like they were going to go in to win the game and they threw a 100-yard pick six, tied at 38, but then they come right back down. Touchdown pass to Mitchell Evans with a minute 38 left. Excuse me there. Uh, What a game, crazy game. Uh, nine and four season somehow. This looked miserable after the Stanford loss. Really miserable after Marshall two zero oh and two to start the year, and then they were three and three after the Stanford game. And you're like, oh, like where's this going? Marcus Freeman, what's going on? And they won, you know, six of the last seven. Only lost to USC. Um. When Heisman Trophy winner, you know, Caleb Williams was going out. He's he's just a stud. Um, so, I would say that after... It's a success given how it started this season, I would say, for Notre Dame. It was really ugly to start, but it did finish strong. So, give them credit for coming back, winning the games, beating Clemson, you know, uh, and kind of making something out of nothing for this season. So... Um, and then Goshen College um, thought it might be a quiet winter break given it's just basketball, handful of games, but no. Um, last Thursday, Goshen College, excuse me, men's volleyball coach Lauren Ford announced her resignation uh, as head coach. She only was the head coach for one season. She was at the school for three years, was an assistant women's volleyball coach, under Courtney Crawford for a couple of years, then became the head men's coach last season. They went 20 and nine uh, on the season and she has resigned there. Um, she has apparently taken a new job. She wouldn't comment on that. 
Shout out our Goshen College correspondent, Daniel Esh Scott, for breaking that story, getting on top of that. Um, And yeah, so now Goshen College has no volleyball coaches on staff. They parted ways with Crawford back in mid-November, and after a couple of uh, struggling seasons, and now Ford leaves um, six weeks later, and now it's, you know... They have no one there. The men's season, the men start practicing next week, and their first match is January 27th. Um, So they have to find an interim coach while also trying to hire a a full-time head coach and hire a women's volleyball coach as well. So a lot going on there. Um, Not the best uh, scene in the world, but um, Erica Alberton, the athletic director, has her hands full, that's for sure. Um, and then quickly notes on basketball. The women are now 6-9 and nine on the season. They had a 5-2 and two start. They have struggled a little bit in December. Crossroads League action picking up. And um, the men are 2-12 and 12 on the season. They've been playing better. Caleb Wright, been a nice bright spot. Judas and Fuquay as well. A couple area kids there doing well. They're just so young. They're a very young team. Uh, Crossroads League will, will not be kind to them until probably here in the next uh, six to eight weeks. So that's it for this week's edition of the Ghost News Sports Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Thank you again, Doug Springer, for coming on. We'll be back next week with another recap of the week and uh, should be another fun episode. So talk then.